Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International and Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of The International Investor. Today, I want to talk more about boutique hotels uh, here in Thailand, and again, why I feel that boutique hotels are such a better buy here in Southeast Asia, or specifically here in Thailand, as opposed to Latin America, and also, what can you expect in a boutique hotel in that $1 million to $2 million price range? So first and foremost is, is take a look at what's happening in Central America and South America, Mexico right now. We're seeing a huge, a massive, unprecedented migration of people that are coming from these failed states, uh, countries like Venezuela, uh, soon to be Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, and then even going down south to Colombia and Brazil. They're all coming up. And the problem behind that is if you, if you are staying in touch with what's happening in Latin America, climate change has made a huge difference because obviously a lot of fruits and vegetables actually come from Latin America uh, that are obviously grown and sent to countries like the United States and Canada and other countries. But the problem is, is because of serious drought and over flooding, farmers in these countries, in Latin countries, can't seem to grow anything in these fields that they've been growing fruits and vegetables for the last decade, or should I say decades and decades, or even the last two generations. So now these farmers are in dire straits. They can't grow anything on their land, so the land is worthless, they can't really sell it. So now what they have to do is they have to pack up and seek other work. And there's no work in the neighboring countries so they have to go further up north to North America. That to me is, well, I think we're just scratching the surface. I think we're gonna see more and more of this happening as we see more and more failed countries in Latin America. Mexico, like I said, uh, Nicaragua. And then now when you're going down south of South America, you're seeing a lot of problems in Colombia and also in Brazil. This should concern you. This should concern anyone that's looking to not just buy a residence in Latin America, but also if you're looking to invest in Latin America, for example, like a boutique hotel. Because even if you're in my favorite Latin country, which is Costa Rica, it's still going to affect tourism in one form or another in Costa Rica because all the surrounding countries are failing. So just north of Costa Rica is Nicaragua. Nicaragua is, is having a tremendous problem. Uh, as I mentioned in many of my prior podcasts, one of the key problems with Latin America that I see that's very similar to Africa is the massive corruption in the government level. The corruption is so bad and so prevalent that the people are just starving. They're not getting help from their government, so they have no choice but to abandon where they live for generations upon generations and seek work elsewhere going up north. Do you foresee that changing? Do you foresee the government of El Salvador, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Colombia making a change that is going to benefit their citizens? I don't. I don't foresee that anything any anytime soon. Do you see the government of Mexico? Because government because Mexico just doesn't have a problem with overpopulation and also government corruption, but we still have that 
tremendous drug problem. The drug cartels are running everything and they're only getting more and more powerful. They're so powerful that they're paying off governments in very, very high positions. I mean, I remember reading the last president of Mexico supposedly got paid $100 million from the Senecola uh, cartel. I, I think I remember reading that. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, just Google it. But even if that is not true, we're all aware that that is a problem in Latin America. Government officials are constantly paid off by organizations like drug cartels. So that problem isn't going away anytime soon either. So the ironic thing is, is that when you see studies like saying the number one place for North Americans to retire and live outside the United States or even Canada is Mexico. I still feel very strongly that those reports are wrong. And somehow they are skewed in that favor where people are paying them off to have those good reports. Because when you look at, for an example, like Mexico, I know of many people that have lived in Mexico. For an example, my family and I used to go to Mexico 20 years ago. And we kind of stopped going because of massive problems of crime. I remember not too long ago, which was about a little over 10 years ago, so that's not too long ago, when we were offered two name brand projects. And if I were to tell you the name of who that guy is, you'll be very familiar with that developer. And those projects went belly up. And they were, um, they were just across the border in places like in, uh, what's that, uh, Rosarito, uh, Ensenada, uh, you know, these, these border beach cities. And there are other developers that we've worked for and consulted for in Mexico that also went belly up. So what I've seen 10 years ago is only getting worse and worse in Mexico. So it's hard for me to believe that a lot of these people are moving to Mexico and staying there. What I feel is people are moving to Mexico saying, okay, this place sucks and I need to move back uh, to the United States. So you don't have those kind of numbers. So again, the numbers are skewed. So as an investor, if you're looking to buy something, for an example, there are small groups. There are maybe family members or maybe small groups of investors that are pulling their money together. They want to buy something for a million, two, or even $3 million. And they're saying, hey, you know what? Let's buy, let's buy some land uh, and let's build something. Let's boss, build a small community of homes and sell it. Which I mentioned to you many times is whatever you do is don't buy land in any second world country because it's the biggest mistake you'll ever make. And then... The other option is, okay, well, let's buy something that's already standing. Let's maybe buy a small boutique hotel and run it. But the problem is, is that the numbers may look good right now, but in the not so foreseeable future, whether it's five or 10 years down the road, Latin America is just going to get worse and worse. The migration to North America is going to increase. The crime is going to increase. The disparity between rich or poor is going to get even wider. So... I just don't recommend investing in a region where people are getting poorer and poorer. It just makes more sense to invest in a region where people are getting wealthier and wealthier. And where is that? that that's not in America's. In the United States, people are getting richer and richer. Only the 1% are getting richer and richer. The middle class are going away. 
which you saw in this pandemic, that people are literally one paycheck away from being homeless, as I say so many times, but you look at Asia. Asia, in general, is getting wealthier and wealthier because Asia is the factory of the world, and that's not changing anytime soon. So if you are in that point of, let's say, a, a million to $3 million, and you want to buy a small boutique hotel, I recommend here in Thailand, look at the stats. I mean, like I said, forget about 2020, because 2020 is, is an oddity with this pandemic. But look at 2019 and beyond. Look at the numbers of tourists that came here to Thailand. And in addition to that is Thailand isn't going to be a failed state. It's a second world country that is even getting more technologically savvy. I mean, there are places here in Bangkok that you look around, you're like, my God, it's like you look at the technology, you look at the public transportation, you look at the homes, you look at the quality of living of these individuals that live here in Thailand, and it far exceeds most of the nice cities in America or in Europe. People can afford to do stuff. And in addition to that is, is because the Asian region is getting more and more wealthy, that means people can afford to travel. So when you look at, let's say, if you're an individual says, hey, you know what? I want to buy a small boutique hotel in Mexico. Who are your customers? Your customers are primarily going to be people on the West Coast or in the Southwest. Where here in Thailand, your customers, if you're buying a small boutique hotel for a million to three million dollars, are not just going to be local Thais. It's also going to be people from China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, Japan. All those countries just north of us. And then the countries south of us. Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Southern Pacific. New Zealand, Australia. Then when you look across the pond, the UK. If you haven't listened to my prior podcast, the reason why we have such a flood of people that come here from Australia and from the UK and also from China, because flights pre-pandemic were as low as 199 round trip. So freaking cheap. That's why they're coming at the boatloads. And that's why when Thailand is going to be reopening here fairly soon, one potential date they're throwing out right now is July, July 1st. Uh, open up Phuket first and the rest of the country. Um, most likely it's going to be maybe a reduced quarantine of seven days. But what I'm, what I'm thinking is, is with no quarantine, is going to be closer to maybe October of this year of 2021. But when Thailand opens up, the floodgates are open. People are going to bombard this place. That means that your boutique hotel you're going to buy here is going to be at 90 to 100% occupancy. Where you look at Latin America, it's, it's constant state warnings as a state warning. Don't go here because it's dangerous. Don't go here because it's dangerous. Well, that's going to continue. And there's going to be continual problems as a Western expat living in these countries. Because as the countries get poorer and poorer, when the lower class can't grow anything and have no work, what do they result to? Petty theft and crime. That means your houses would be broken into. That means when you're walking down the street at night, coming back from dinner, 
there's a higher probability of you getting robbed, getting mugged. You don't have these kind of problems here. When you are walking down the street, my wife and I are walking down here in Bangkok or going to one of our beach homes in Jiam Tim or Hua Hin. You see wealth. And it's not just wealth of other countries, other white countries like the UK or United States or Australia and New Zealand. It's local wealth. Thais are rich. They have money. And they're only getting richer. So you have to take these things into account. You have to really, really look at not just, oh, I've been going to Mexico, I've been going to Cabo for the last decade, let's buy something there because I think that it's close. It's close to where I live in California, we can run it. But is it sustainable? Is that business sustainable? And I don't believe it is. I don't believe any of these type of hospitality businesses is going to be sustainable. Like I said, is if you are going to look for something, you should at least look in just Costa Rica and nowhere else. Absolutely nowhere else. But Thailand, by far, if you're looking for a boutique hotel, it is the best investment. So what does a million dollars buy you? Well, in the beach area, a million dollars will buy you a small hotel that's either on the beach or within walking to the beach. You're looking at between maybe eight rooms or eight keys to maybe 20 keys. And as the price gets higher, let's say two or even three million, then you start looking at different, more affluent beach areas. So it's just a matter of what you want to spend. So if you're telling me right now, you're like, well, I have a million dollars. Well, what I say is a million dollars, I would recommend uh, a boutique hotel in Jiom Tien or going south to Rayong Beach. Jiom Tien is right next door to Patia. It's only an hour and a half drive from Bangkok and Rayong is just south uh, of, it's just borders or right down, right next to Jiom Tien, there's not that much further. And it's a beautiful beach where people go to surf. Yes, you can actually surf there. Another option is, is just outside of Hua Hin. Uh, so looking at Cha'am, Cha'am is the beach city that before you come into Hua Hin. And then there's another beach just as you pass Hua Hin, there's another beach community and they have these small hotels. But when you're looking at the more two to three million, then you can start looking at, then we have stuff like in Phuket or even in Samoy, Koh Samoy. But there are some beautiful, beautiful properties. Like I said, either on the beach or within walking to the beach. And I don't believe that these are gonna last long because right now, uh, based on market studies, and these are true market studies done by the top developers here in Thailand, showing that the massive amount of not just the Chinese, but Indians are gonna come back to Thailand. And they're gonna come here by the boatloads and they're gonna bring their money because they wanna invest here because it's getting too expensive to invest in China, getting too expensive to invest in Hong Kong. So they're gonna bring their money here because the money goes so much further. And when they come here and they spend time here, they're gonna say, I'm gonna buy something. Well, right now, obviously we don't have any tourists right now. That's why the prices are low because occupancy is down. And that's why these small boutique uh, hotel owners are willing to give a little bit of discount. So if you are thinking maybe as a future retirement occupation, of having a small beach hotel that you can easily run 
with you and your husband and your family, or even if you are small uh, organization and you're grouping all your partners together to buy an investment property, I would say, don't go buy some big giant mansion. Buy a hotel. Buy a hotel by, by the beach. And then if you don't want to be in the beach and you want to be in the city, Bangkok is really the only city to, that you should be investing in. And Bangkok is the best of everywhere in Thailand, even the beach areas. The best place to invest in real estate is here in Bangkok. And in Bangkok, for a million dollars to about $2 million, same exact thing. You're looking at small hotels, little boutique hotels between maybe five rooms uh, to about 10 rooms. And then as you go up in price, maybe two to three million, then it'll start to double, you know, for $3 million, maybe a small hotel, 15 to 20 rooms. But these locations are in prime locations. And like I said, if some of these boutique hotels uh, back in 2019, 100% occupied during the high season. And the crazy thing too is like Las Vegas. So I don't know if you recall, it, when was the last time you've been in Las Vegas? But about a decade ago, Las Vegas used to be seasonal. So high season always started uh, right around Thanksgiving to about the end of spring. And then when you hit summer, it was so freaking hot in Las Vegas, all the casinos start slashing the prices of their rooms, like really cheap rooms, like $99 for the weekend and you get a free buffet breakfast or something like that. But now, because Las Vegas, and again, pre-pandemic, 2019 and prior, and it's gonna go back to that coming uh, end of 2021, Las Vegas is now busy year round. And now because of the pool gimmick, so all these high-end hotels now have some sort of pool party. Now the summers are actually busier than the so-called high season, like during the winter time. So Las Vegas is busy year round. Every holiday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, 4th of July, Memorial Day, I don't care, teacher's day, whatever day, people are like, let's go to Vegas, let's go to Vegas. So Vegas is busy year round. Thailand is now the same. Before it used to be high season and low season. High season was in again, around fourth quarter to second quarter. And then second and third quarter was low season because it's our rainy season. But now, and again, 2019 and prior, it was busy year round. People just come here year round now. So there's no such thing as high season and low seasons here in Thailand. And a great thing about boutique hotels is you're catering to a crowd of millennials and Gen Zers that are coming here by the boatload that, that want affordability. These type of boutique hotels, the rooms are renting for $15 a night or even $30 a night. Affordable, cheap. So please look at uh, some of these... Uh, just research the stats, talk about it with your family, your partners, let's jump on a conference call. I, my team and I can talk to you more about what your budget is and what we can find you for your budget. But if you've been looking in Latin America or even in Southern Europe, I would say pass. You're missing out on a huge opportunity right now if you are looking for a boutique hotel and you have not looked in Thailand. So we're here to help in any way, and we'll see you in Thailand.